Welcome to the Yeah Girl Podcast, where we're tackling hard topics with women of the word. Today, we're continuing our series. I think this is our second episode on getting to know God. So this series is for those of you who feel like you go through the emotions, but you don't actually know God, maybe as your father, or maybe you don't know God at all. So today, we're talking to those of you um, who have moments in your lives where we straight up just don't have interest in reading our Bibles. And that's all of us. That is not just you guys. That is definitely me and Brie have gone through patches of that for sure. Oh yeah. It is every Christian. You just have moments where you're like, I just don't feel like it today. Mm -hmm. So we're definitely gonna be talking about that. So Brie, what is something you started to do that made reading the Bible easier for you? So there's two things for me. And I feel like, honestly, I've mentioned in almost every podcast, Enneagram, but (laughs) it has a lot to do with how I seek God. That's funny. Enneagram is part of my answer too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we didn't even talk about that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I'm a one, if you didn't already know that. And something that helps me or, like, really got me back into really reading my Bible and studying it a couple years ago is buying a new Bible. Mm-hmm. I got one that I was like, oh, yep. this one's pretty. Yep. This one matches yep. my aesthetic. It has, the like, the journaling on the sides. Yes. I got new highlighters. I did all this research into the highlighters and everything of, like, what's going to bleed through, what pens right. are going to bleed through these pages. Like, I did so much research. So mm-hmm. having that motivation of, like, a brand-new Bible, new highlighters, and then I had a highlighting system that I was going to stick to. Yes. So I have a Post-it note We're with, so like... We're so similar <laughs> in that way. <laughs> yeah. But I have a Post-it note at the front of my Bible um with the colors and then what they each stand for so like yellow is like prayers praise truth declarations blue is encouragement purple is what god has done for us and Mm -hmm. things about him orange is warnings and so on like Mm -hmm. each color has its own so i was like really excited to have a whole bible that like i could really study in depth and know that all of it like has a system Mm -hmm. um because that's how i memorized scripture growing up was color coding like in sections of Mm -hmm. a verse so that I could memorize it easier. So now that I'm doing that with the whole Bible, I feel like I'm memorizing it or studying it a lot better. So that was a motivation. And then secondly, a piece of advice that I've received is that when you're reading your Bible, study it like you're about to teach it. So Mm -hmm. like whatever passage you're going through, um, go through it like you're about to teach it to a group of people, to Mm -hmm. a classroom or whatever. So then that's when you're going to ask the right questions when you're going into that scripture so those two things have Mm -hmm. really helped me personally get into my bible more just like in a practical sense yeah that's good what about you for me this is actually so funny we didn't talk about this beforehand but Brie and I are very similar in that (laughs) way but I think actually funny enough for completely different reasons so I have the highlighter method too my highlighters are sin warnings from God promises from God biblical foundation so on so forth like memory verses you know my highlighter colors mean a lot to me and of course they have to be really pretty colors (laughs) um of course um but something that really made me kind of get into it is I'm if you don't know me I'm a big calligraphy girl like I love writing I love drawing I like making art out of words which is so great for the bible because the whole bible can be art you know so something that really like got me into it is not seeing my time as God is just like I need to sit down and just read until like my eyes bleed Like, that's not actually, like, what it's about. It's about sitting down and, like, spending time with God. Mm -hmm. And we're all so different. I'm an Enneagram 4. Yeah. (laughs) So my way to spend time with God is, like, creative expression. And so I like to to paint things, and I like to draw, and I like to write the verses really pretty in a way that, like, I'll want to, like, keep looking at, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's the way that I like to do it. But we're all so different. Like, it could be, like, 
you know, you're at Enneagram One and you want to put everything in order in the right color so mm-hmm. that it, it encourages you to keep doing it. You could be a four. You could be, you know, you could yeah. be whatever. And I don't know. I feel like it's really cool that God, like, can use um, all different kinds of people and, like, he speaks to us all differently. So mm-hmm. maybe you're a person who can sit down and read, like, ten chapters of the Bible and be like, man, that was great. Or maybe you're a person who could just sit down and, like, sit on one verse for, like, an hour and just sit yeah. there and meditate on it. We're all so different, and that's all, and that's so cool. So yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. It's just me. so cool that God's made us all different that yeah. way. And, like, there's so many teachers that, that speak to all those different ways to yes. help others and shepherd yeah. others into how you can be reading the Bible. Because, like, today's episode, like, it's titled, I Don't Like to Read My Bible. Like, mm-hmm. today, Skylar and I are going to be talking about different ways you can get into that, why yeah. we don't like to do it. It's mm-hmm. not a one-fits-all yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Like, it's you got to figure out a way for yourself. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more. But yeah. um, especially, like, kind of backtracking a little bit when we were talking about, like, the desire to mm. read and how that's not always there. And we go through seasons of, like, dryness and mm-hmm. not wanting to. Like, it yeah. can we can look at any book and – or, like, dread doing the boring yes. books. Like, yes, just yes. – hate not hate but just like all right leviticus or numbers right. that's, that's like literally, literally just names about. and stuff like yes oh like no but um like wanting the desire to do that recently i just wanted to share this god was laying it on my heart and he showed me the past few days like how he's kind of put this all together in the past few weeks so i realized i was like really discontent like just mm-hmm despairingly discontent where I was just like I hate where I'm at in life like I don't know what I'm doing like I'm on break about to go back to ministry like there were so many things I was complaining about and I Mm. just didn't like and I just did not want to get in the Bible and I knew that's what God was telling me to do I knew he was very strongly telling me I need you to work on having a thankful heart Mm -hmm. I was like oh like he's been telling me that all year I need to finally do it because I just got to such a low place I was Mm -hmm. like all right I'm gonna do it so that was my prayer all day every day for a while and mm-hmm. was like, God, please help me to have a thankful heart. So I was yeah. making gratitude lists and everything, blah, blah, blah. Trying to make the story short. So <laughs> got <laughs> okay. to a place where I found contentment in the Lord, like, mm-hmm. because you have to take some of those practical steps to get there. And mm-hmm. he, um, without going into detail to everything, but he's really built up my faith the past few weeks. He's mm-hmm. helped me be more thankful um, to rejoice in all circumstances, like um, all of it. So I feel like I'm at such a sweet place That's with awesome. my relationship with God. Like it's yeah. not a dry season anymore. Like I genuinely feel joyful and content with wherever he's going to lead me and whatever um, role I have or whatever he's going to do in my life. Like, I feel like, all right, God, it's like, it's you and me. Let's do this. And that's good. So that's where I've been the past few weeks. Yeah. And then I told him, no, I didn't tell him. He told me, um, (laughs) to read some of these books by Lori Wick. Mm -hmm. And she is a Christian, um, romance author. That is Yeah. So I've read these books before Mm -hmm. and I've discovered something about myself that I am very, easily influenced by what I watch by Mm. what I read and what I hear like um, the music I'm listening to everything so anything romance like that was just playing into my discontentment with singleness in that area of my life so that wasn't helping with trying to have a thankful heart so the past year I have um, taken out like any kind of romance books romance movies any romantic songs or anything like that so I was I was um, trying to flee from that temptation because yeah. it was hindering 
my relationship with God and trying to be thankful and praise him. So um, when I felt like he was telling me to read these books again, I was like, what in the world? Like, I'm finally (laughs) at a good place. Like, why? Like, is this like a temptation of like, oh, I want to read those books because I I like them. Yeah. And these books are amazing. Like Mm -hmm. um, Lori Wick being a Christian author, these this one trilogy she has, it's called the Yellow Rose Trilogy. Mm -hmm. And it's back in pioneer days. And each book is somebody coming to Christ. And it is so cool how she writes the narrative because it's not like each um, chapter is one character's narrative. It's everybody's narratives like written fluidly within Mm -hmm. each chapter. So you're hearing everybody's um, their thoughts and prayers and how they're feeling as a conversation is being written out and everything as things are happening. And I loved seeing that because it was inspiring me to talk to God more because I saw seeing these characters, seeing how much they were talking to God and every little thing of the day, it convicted me. I was like, why Mm. am I not talking to God this much? Yeah. And like, I'm trying to serve him, but I'm not trying to talk to him Mm. a whole lot. That's good. And so I was like, what in the world? Like, that was really cool. And then seeing these characters, so many of them are new to the faith. And um, as somebody that has grown up in the church uh, and being saved at a young age, 12 years old, I've never seen a huge drastic change in my life. Like most right. people when they're older and get saved and they're able to like see that day and night difference. Right, right, yeah. Um, I didn't, I haven't seen, no, I'm not going to say that I haven't seen that in my life. I've seen Christ gradually sanctify yeah. me over the years, yeah. but not that day and night like right. I was healed from anger or whatever yeah, it was right. I was struggling with that, that 12 sense. years old kind of thing. Um, but in these books, I got to see that. And then also afterwards, seeing how Christ, well, how Lori Wick was writing the, their narrative, how he was changing their thought patterns and how mm. they were thinking about things and they were praying the things that they were being convicted about. And it was convicting me. And then Good. it also <laughs> showed me like, I just remember feeling like the Lord was telling me, like, Brie, you've lost your wonder in the cross. Like, you've lost, like, um, just being in awe of who I am. I am your father. I'm your shepherd. I am your creator. And so, like, in reading those books that I thought, I was like, man, this is just going to make me discontent. Like, this is going to make me discouraged and disheartened when I'm done reading these and whatever and it was like no he used it for a completely different purpose that's that has brought me even further and feeling like I'm in a sweeter place I'm talking to him more I'm reading his word more and that was the thing that's the whole point of this is that they had such a thirst to be in his word Mm -hmm. like they were um like distraught for not having a bible and that they worked to get a bible Mm -hmm. um they were sad about not being able to go to church on sundays or like be with other believers and there's like these things that they were going through these characters i was like oh my goodness i am so privileged right i get to go to church on sundays i get to go on thursdays i have a phone that lets me talk to anyone at any time i Mm -hmm. can google any kind of spiritual question i have or text my pastor or whatever like i have all these resources and they didn't and i've been taking that for granted yeah and um so that's good it reminded me not just the importance of the cross but like the importance of the word too and how much we need to be in it and how that's how god most clearly speaks to us that's good and like it just was this huge revelation in just the past few weeks that i was like god thank you so much for your intentionality and like that's really good he's been showing me so much in his scripture and i like i'm hungry for his word now that's awesome and that kind of reminds me um, I don't know if any of you guys, I don't, or I don't even know if you've heard it, but did you watch um, David Platt's um, Passion 2023 sermon? Mm-mm. 
oh my word, like that sermon like turned my life upside down. And you know what's insane about it is it basically wasn't a sermon. And that is what crazy what was crazy. What? He literally got up on stage in like front full of the stadium of just a bunch of young adults and he quoted the whole book of Romans from memory. Oh my or like gosh, chapters one through chapters. Th- one through twelve, I think. Oh I don't know. Word. Maybe he didn't make it to sixteen, but he got up there and he was like. But first, he read the story of Ezra, mm-hmm. and he was like, Ezra, like there was one part where um he was up there and like he was preaching. Ezra was preaching, and just everyone, just from the word of God being read aloud, was worshiping. Like they were oh falling down on their faces, crying. Like they were raising their hands in worship. Like there was no music. He was just reading scripture. And then he literally like, stood up and he was like, how many of you view the word of God as preciously as you view your worship music? And oh. I was just like, oh, shoot. <laughs> Dang. And everyone was just like, oh, my gosh. So he was like, I'm going to stand here and I'm going to recite Romans just like you guys should be able to do with all the knowledge you have and how much like mm. how often you, you have availability to read your Bible. Yeah. You guys should be able to quote stuff, too. He's like, but I'm going to stand here and I'm going to recite Romans. And I want you guys to be praising and worshiping. This, this isn't going to be a song. This is going to be God's spirit through his words. Oh. And you guys better. So I've he did. He started oh. like reciting like the whole book of Romans. And just all around, young adults were just raising their hands. Mm-hmm. Some fell, fell on their knees, on their face. And just, oh my gosh. It was just, I have never had chills like that in my life. Like people yeah. were crying. It was just Romans. How often do we just look at the book of Romans, like chapter one, and just read it? Mm-hmm. Like, that was a moment that I think I will have engraved in my brain forever because we are so privileged to have the Bible in front of us. And I've heard that all the time. But then at the end, he finished reciting everything. Like, and when I tell you, like, we thought he was going to do the first chapter. Oh, he did Romans 2, too. Oh, my gosh, he did Romans 3. Mm-hmm. Romans 5. Romans 10, like literally every time he started a new chapter reciting it, the whole crowd was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like it was crazy. I bet. But he finally finished out and he said, there are people in other countries more devoted to their fake gods than you guys are re- devoted to the one real and true God. Mm. And I, my heart just sank because he was like, imagine all the teenage boys like who are studying Islam. They have the Quran memorized yeah. in their brain ready to recite it you guys have the true power and true word of god and you have nothing you have nothing to share and i was just like oh my gosh Man. so ever since that like he shook me and he made me feel really bad but in a good <laughs> way <laughs> like i don't think i've ever like viewed the word of god the same after that because mm. it's so true like yeah. how many people like are so into their fake religions but they believe it's real yeah we have the real one and true god and we still don't care mm-hmm. like we kind of suck as humans <laughs> like for real like yeah, that's so oh my gosh that's why we need a savior i wasn't planning on sharing that but just what you said just really that's awesome yeah i'm glad that triggered that yeah it did like even if we think of like missionaries now um, yeah like they might not have their bibles mm-hmm. but they have scripture memorized hopefully yes. like hearing and reading so many biographies and just how they had to cling to certain passages that they mm-hmm. memorized yeah. like maybe in it, it was in awana or vbs or right. sunday school or in their, yeah. their life group or whatever it was but they had to like cling on to that and it was like we need to be memorizing even more like if you think yeah. about um people in the old testament and the new the disciples like had so much of the old testament memorized that they would recite it back to each other and everything and use it throughout their days it's like why aren't we doing that and that kind of goes back to what you were saying like the awe of the cross like the awe of god's word like 
I we were talking about in life group literally last night. Like one of my girls was like, I literally just saw this one video yesterday of like Chinese kids who like became Christians at VBS. Like they got mm-hmm. handed their first Bible and they like started crying and just kissing Aww. their Bible because it's what they've been waiting for. And I oh was like, gosh. oh my gosh, I have three just sitting on my dresser. Wow. And I'm just like, which one do I want to read today? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm yeah. like, we're so privileged gosh. with like the world we live in. Mm-hmm. So. I'm really glad that we're into this topic and we're going to kind of move on. So, you know, there was your guilt trip for the day, but let's (laughs) move on to, (laughs) let's move on to maybe some of the reasons we don't read our Bible because let's be real. Like we all have reasons. Like one of Mm -hmm. these will apply to me. One of these will apply to Brie. Like, and that's okay because we're also going to talk about ways to kind of get over it. So first one, some of us aren't readers. And that's me. I know it's not Brie. I know yeah, Brie's I love a reader. Reading. <laughs> but I'm not a reader. Never once will I be like, hmm, I'm really in the mood to read today. I don't do that. So that's definitely something that hits me. Whenever God's I'm like <laughs> the person that reads three books I at know. the same time. I know you are. But I'm the one who's like, I'd rather just, I don't know, watch a movie. It makes more sense. I'm more visual. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a visual, you know. So some of us aren't readers. We all have different reading styles. So, you know, like what I talked about earlier, if you sit down and someone's like, read 10 chapters of numbers, you're going to be like, bro, I can't (laughs) do that. But I could sit on one verse. Or if someone's like, read this verse over and over again, and you'll be like, what? Just one verse over and over again? I can't do that. So that's the second. Third, reading the Bible doesn't bring instant gratification. And this one kind of hit me a little bit because I think with so many things in life, we've been trained to whatever feels good is good. But sometimes when we read the Bible, you're gradually, no, all the time, you are gradually growing whenever you read the Bible. It's not something that, like you said, like you don't see a day and night difference. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're just in a better mood that day. Sometimes we don't see what we get out of reading the Bible as worth it to actually read the Bible, which is not a good way to look at it. The fourth one, it can be boring to us. So (laughs) kind of like we were talking about earlier, like there are some books that like maybe just don't apply to us. Like I have books that I love to read more than others. I think I've read Song of Solomon like seven times. Really? Song of Solomon. (laughs) It's so good because before I was even in a relationship or anything like that, one of my friends said, Skylar, Song of Solomon is a a love note from Jesus to you. Mm. And I just kind of sat there and I was like, no way. And then I read it and I was like on my floor crying because like I saw like Solomon as like Jesus and me as like the bride. And like mm-hmm. I was reading it and I was just crying because I was like, oh, my gosh, like it it was relatable to me. Mm-hmm. But then if I sit and like read Exodus, I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> what stupidity are, what are these laws? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So everyone has like a favorite chapter, favorite book. Right. Mm-hmm. So some of it can be boring to us if I finish Song of Solomon and I have to move on to another book, like, that one might be more boring, so it, it'll it be less tempting to want to pick up my Bible. Yeah. Eating vegetables can be boring, but they're exactly. good for you. Exactly. Oh. Does it usually do that? No. Okay. Should we keep going? I think we should probably check. Yeah. Jacob can get this out. Okay. Do you want me to clap? Okay. (laughs) 
Okay, cool. I'm so glad I said something anything. right when it happened. So we didn't, oh, like, okay, yeah. Just in case. Yeah. It's okay. As long as it didn't stop recording, that would have been worse. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about how it can be boring. Yes. Oh, I was in the middle of my vegetable analogy. Just start from the vegetable again, and then we can match it up. <laughs> We're going good so far. I like Do this, this one. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's so funny because yesterday I was like talking to my dad. I was like, what do I even say about no, this? Yeah. Whenever you sent me the thing, like... I was like, I don't even know what to write. <laughs> and I'm like, actually, I have eight stories. Okay. Okay. You'll just have a lot cut out of this one. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Jacob. Let's do the cop thing. One, two, three. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> One, two, three. So it's like if you're eating vegetables, that's not that's not fun. That's gonna be it's boring. But reading the Bible, that's good for you. The vegetables are good. <laughs> that totally threw me off. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, but you get what I'm saying. Like vegetables yeah. are good for you. They're not always fun. The yeah. Bible is good for you, but it's not always fun. It's right. gonna hurt. It's yeah. gonna be boring sometimes. Except for we shouldn't think about how like Bubble's boring because it's definitely a blessing. But yeah, it's okay. We it understand. Is. We're same same wavelength. That's okay. Then finally, the last one: reading things we don't understand can make us frustrated. If you if we read the book, for example, Second Chronicles, we have no understanding of it. Then why would we want to continue reading more? So if you yeah. guys have ever read like a book of the Bible, like say you're going through it like from beginning Genesis to to the end Revelation, that's going to be hard. I tried to do that. I got through Genesis and I was like, great. And then I got through, and then I got halfway through Exodus, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> so I made excuses every night to not read because it's just too much to understand. It's too much for my brain to handle sometimes. Yeah. And instead of getting frustrated while I'm reading the Bible, I'd rather just not read the Bible. Mm. So we're going to talk about ways later to make it a little bit easier to handle that. But those are some of the reasons that maybe we choose to not read the Bible. And we'll kind of talk about those throughout the rest of the podcast. So let's talk about it let's talk about what can help us to want to understand the bible to have yeah. the desire to understand what god's trying to speak to us yeah um through his word because i believe that he gave us us gave us his word as the most clear communication to us mm -hmm. besides jesus being here on earth right but like what about the rest of us that yeah are not in that timeline that he was here so um i think it is so cool if you just think of, stop and think about it for a minute that god has used what is it it's 66 books it's um 40 different authors have written it in three different languages yeah. over a span of 1500 mm -hmm. years and it's lasted this whole time like yeah. he, he is everlasting his word is everlasting to mm -hmm. think that 
um it's gone through all that to get to us like Mm -hmm. going back to how we were talking about how privileged we can be with the word Mm -hmm. um and how accessible it is to us Mm -hmm. and if you just stop and think like oh my goodness like this is what god wants to speak to me Mm -hmm. me personally like yes to everyone but to me personally that it that shows his love yeah and that's the cool part about like some books hitting us more than others Mm -hmm. like i i personally my fiance Keenan, he loved the book of Exodus. And I think that's hilarious. Like, I think he said it's one of his favorites. I do not understand in the slightest because I just read it and so much is going on. My brain gets overwhelmed. Yeah. I do not understand the laws. <laughs> like, too much is going on. But God spoke to him through it, like, with, like, the punishment. And, like, mm-hmm. he really related to some of the people and all this stuff. And I was, like, so good for you. Cannot <laughs> relate to that. I was up going through Jeremiah at the time. And I was, like, on the other hand, I can relate to Jeremiah, you know, so it, books of the Bible will just affect everyone differently. And I think that's mm-hmm. so cool because if we all had the same favorite book, then, you know, we would kind of on accident throw the rest of the Bible away and we should yeah. not do that. Yeah. An analogy I heard in VBS one time uh, that I've like always carried with me whenever mm-hmm. reading the Bible is like you can't treat it like a bag of trail mix where you're mm-hmm. only eating the M&Ms and not the peanuts and all the other stuff I that you don't want to eat. eat the M&Ms. It's like no you got to eat all of it to get all the strength you can. <laughs> I'll from do the that trail with mix. the Bible, but I'm still going to eat only the M&Ms from the trail mix. I'm okay, sorry. You can do that. I'm allergic to everything in trail mix, so <laughs> I'm not going to eat it at all. Oh, <laughs> this is not good. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, not really. But <laughs> that actually wasn't a joke. It um, wasn't. <laughs> but um So what can we do about it? What are some practical things to understand about the Bible, to desire to understand? So like, let's try, let's try to understand our way around the Bible. Mm -hmm. So read the table of contents, familiarize yourself with the table of contents and how many books there are, the names of them and everything. And that will help because um, you walk into a new place and you're terrified Mm -hmm. and you don't know what to do and everything seems overwhelming but if you can like even just know some of the names of the books of the bible that's super helpful um old testament new testament it's for those of you that don't know much about the bible it's into two it's separated in two different sections um old testament being before jesus christ and new testament being when um during jesus's time here on earth Mm -hmm. um and they're I'm not even going to try to explain everything that goes on in the Bible, but we're just going to try to break it down to um, understand it better. And I think that's something I want to add is that just go slow. Like you don't have to understand everything all right now. We're never going to understand it fully. And we can have peace in knowing that because you can take it step by step and Mm -hmm. Jesus will graciously um, carry you through that. Yeah. Um, So don't get overwhelmed looking, oh, 66 whole books that I have to know. It's like we have a whole lifetime to get to know that, however long our lives are going to be. And you don't have to be one of those people who's like, I read the whole Bible in six months. Don't like if that's too much, that's too much. I tried to do like whole Bible in a year and like I was able to do the New Testament in a Mm. year. I was not able to do able to do the old testament too and that is okay yeah. like that and it's is okay how if I you are it. the other kind yeah. of person because i'm the kind of person that's like well i want the breadth of the, yeah. the word like yeah. i want to know context mm-hmm. i want everything behind it i want to be looking in other scriptures to back this yep. piece up too so like i'm a person that's like give me all the information right. so it's not as overwhelming for me yeah um and that's awesome that yeah. we're different but there's no mm-hmm. right or way right or wrong way to do it as long as you're in your word and you're spending time with God that's what he cares about yeah because everybody we've talked about this before everyone has different learning styles like this is one of the first things you learn in there's no perfect timeline yeah exactly everyone go at your own pace yeah um 
Yeah, let sure. the Holy Spirit guide you. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the Gospels, um, the four first books in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Mm-hmm. Um, they are Jesus's life told in four different perspectives. Yeah. By who? Guess what? It's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, <laughs> I didn't see that coming. <laughs> really? Nobody did. Wait, you spoiled it, Bree. Oh, no. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Just wait until they find out Jesus dies. Oh, my gosh. And Andy then, rose again. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, my gosh. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Still read oh, the Bible, even so though we just cringy. ruined it for <laughs> Oh my gosh. We're moms anyway, right now. Yes. So the Gospels, <laughs> the Gospels, sounds so northern. Not that there's anything wrong with northern. <laughs> oh, it's that time of day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So the Gospels lead into Acts, which is the history of the church. And then it goes further into letters that Paul, who was a missionary, like he was going to churches and strengthening them, trying mm-hmm. to. Um, help them follow Jesus better with all the different cultural things that they were having and struggling with. And um, that was the beginning of the church. There was a lot to deal with. Not that there's not a lot to deal with now, but that's why it's so cool that we have these letters that Paul was sending that Mm -hmm. um, God inspired him to write um, so that we could have that um, knowledge and wisdom to apply to our own lives and our own church families and everything. So that's the next um, part of um, the Bible that just kind of leads into the history part. Um, there are different types of books in the Bible. There's, like I said, there's history, there's letters, there's poetry, prophecy, there's um, all different kinds. So um, that's something that's actually helped me a lot recently is that before I get into a book is knowing what kind of book it is. Mm-hmm. And so like for the Gospels, it's like, yes, it's the Gospel. But what is Matthew trying to say in this yeah. gospel? What is he trying to say about Jesus, his identity mm. here? What is Mark trying to say? And all that jazz. Like, yeah. And then, no, I'm going to get ahead of myself. Never mind. I'm not going to say that. But I was about to <laughs> say who, who they're talking to. But then I was like, oh, no, you're going to talk about that. Yeah. Never mind. But um, before you dive into those books, whatever you're getting into, whatever scripture, like ask the questions, who wrote this? What kind of book is this? Who, what is the theme? And then ask God, please reveal to me what you're trying to teach me to me through this. Yeah. Um, go about it prayerfully. Like that's a, a huge thing that um, we should be doing because mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit is who grows us spiritually. Yeah. So we need to be, um, communicating with him and asking him like hey intervene please and um open my eyes to your truth soften my heart to Mm -hmm. live this out and um all that jazz use commentaries that's something obi has told us in the past our Mm -hmm. past young adults pastor um they are amazing there are plenty of apps out there with commentaries um find a devotional book Um, If that's what helps you get into the word and it's explaining a piece of scripture more for you, if that's what just gets your feet wet into it, then use devotional books. And I think, too, I think for me, it's kind of helped like, you know, there's a bunch of people who are like, the Bible's not reliable. That's not the original context, like yada, yada. There are a lot of commentaries like the Blue Letter Bible where you can actually go back to like the original like Greek and Hebrew like Bible and you can see what the first like bible ever said and that's really helpful for me 
because you know you're gonna get and they're gonna get a lot of people who's like oh the bible never actually said that it's just today's so you're able to be like what verse let me just Mm -hmm. type it in see what the original bible actually said and crazy the bible has never contradicted itself amazingly (laughs) so yeah something that i was gonna say earlier but i forgot we were talking about um the bible and just like being in awe of it Mm -hmm. of itself because it's god breathed Mm -hmm. um was that like in john this is something i recently learned um in first john when he's talking about the word was god word was with god yeah everything made through him all that jazz and he uses the word word so much in that first Mm. chapter and my whole life i'm like why is he using that word so much like yes we know jesus is the word Mm -hmm. but word in the hebrew translation that the one that john uses in that um Mm -hmm. piece of scripture is um logos which is translated to alive like the living word it's like that's who jesus is Mm -hmm. like yes he says he's the living word but the that translation the hebrew translation he is the living word he is alive the word is alive like that's it just like it goes back and forth like everything just like backs each other up in the bible and it's just so cool yeah mariana and i are talking about that at lunch today because there are a few people in our lives where you know their excuse for not believing the bible is it's not reliable Mm. but then you kind of just have to say like if you really think that then find a contradiction Mm. you cannot find a contradiction in the bible the bible does not contradict itself people have tried for years centuries Mm. you know (laughs) millenniums like people have tried and the bible does not contradict itself and it's crazy but that's that's how to ask it is because that's how like reliable god's word is and Mm. i think that that's a great way to do it because if the bible contradicted itself one time then the whole bible would be unreliable yeah but it never does yep he's so good he is it's awesome sorry you can finish out your list (laughs) (laughs) keep going but uh second to last use bible project that is a ministry on youtube that is so useful Mm -hmm. um if you haven't heard about it i would be shocked but um, it is so awesome. They explain every book of the Bible or they're trying to and they use animation. So you're you're hearing it, you're seeing it mm-hmm. um, and it, they just explain it in such a cool, concise way. Yeah, like it's just it's so I love it so mm-hmm. much. So I highly recommend getting into the Bible project. They have um, devotionals on Version app um, yeah. and all that. I'm I'm going through reading the New Testament in a year right now. Um, and I'm using theirs and so it's really cool that's actually actually that's where I learned the logos thing was from one of their episodes or their little videos I think I did that's how I did the new testament that's how I did the new testament in a year I think I went through them it's so So, cool yeah they're awesome but lastly remember that it's how God most clearly speaks to us when we keep that in mind when we're getting into the word it's okay this is God speaking to me what does he want me to take out of this what is he saying what does this say about his character yeah um and asking all those questions and just remembering like all right this is sacred Mm -hmm. yeah for sure those are also good and for this next part I want to share before we dive into it so um, Brie wrote down while we were preparing this lesson it comes down to commitment and I think it's interesting mm-hmm. so Brie the word that automatically came to her mind for like getting into reading the word is committing and the immediate word that came to my head was discipline so I think that we need to work on um, using the word commitment and discipline and kind of putting those together and saying like I need discipline to commit to reading the word so mm, we're about to talk about commitment but I also want you guys to remember discipline in this too because it's not something you're just 
you're not just going to pray and wake up and all of a sudden be like, ah, I'm going to read eight chapters of my Bible yeah. today. Like, it's not going to happen like that as discipline. It's like whenever you know homework is due, so you do the homework because you're disciplined. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it is. God's not forcing you to do anything, but because you love him, you want to dis- discipline yourself so that you want to get into your word. So we'll kind of dig into that. But and you I can think talk this is so commitment. important. Yes. It is so relevant for our generation, Gen yes. Z, because I feel like our generation – um, I hate saying these kinds of things because I don't want to generalize. But no, no, no. I'm saying like I don't want to say this is of everybody. But I, right. we all kind of it see kind this of trend is, where we all have a a hard time with commitment, mm. and whether that be Amen. I know your brain probably goes immediately to relationships. Yep. Um, but like even the small stuff, like asking somebody to go see a movie on Friday. And then be like, yeah, I think I definitely probably could. It's like, what does that even mean? Just like, was that a yes plans. or no? Like, let yes. your yes be yes or your no be no. Amen. So I think, like, even for our generation, like, let the little things, like, we need to be able to discipline ourselves enough to be able to commit to the small things, too. Yes, And so good. I think that's important to remember for our generation when mm. we're about to talk about commitment and discipline. Yeah. Um, because that's something we really need to work on. And if we I can start agree. with that in scripture, mm. then I think that is an amazing foundation yeah. for your relationships. And we're talking to ourselves, or romantically. too. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. Like, I definitely, the choir. yes, definitely. Because I think even, too, like, one of those could come easier. Maybe you're better at committing to things, but the discipline that comes along with it, you're worse at. Or maybe you're really good at disciplining yourself, but you don't want to commit to actually discipline yourself to things, which sounds kind of contradictory, but I'm, I'm so much better at committing to things. I'll be like, yeah, sure. I'll do it. But then the discipline to get there, like Mm. to take those steps, like the discipline to actually, I'll commit right now to read my Bible every day for the next like year. Like I'll commit to that right now. But then actually like whenever the time comes, actually like disciplining myself to do it. Yeah. That's the hard part for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. Commit. So commit. Like, literally, when we were talking about this um, topic and uh, Skylar was like, people want to know, like, this is one of the questions, like, I don't like to read my Bible. Like, this Mm -hmm. is something we're going to talk about. And when I first started trying to do research into this, my first thought was like, well, just do it. Like, just commit. (laughs) Just do it anyway. Like, just do it. Like, (laughs) that was part of my privilege. Like, I've grown up in a Christian household my whole life. That's what my parents always told me. I'm already on fire for the word and, like, everything like that. Like, you just got to do it. It's self-discipline. It's spiritual discipline. Amen. Um, And you just got – you just have to do it. So that was, like – that I was, like – slow down, Brie. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Was, like, oh, I have nothing else to say. Like, we just need to – just do it right. because I'm a, already a discipline, a self-disciplined person. So yeah, it's I'm like, not. this is good for me. I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think honestly with all my food allergies and everything, I think it's a blessing. God's made my personality like that. It's like, oh, I don't like the way this makes my body feel and mm-hmm. I need to be eating these foods instead. <laughs> then I'll do that. And I'm like, that is a huge blessing. Thank you, God, for that making me so that way. Funny. But so that's where my brain first <laughs> went when I when yeah. we were talking about this. But doing more yeah. research, like it's made me aware of like how God's like just the stories we've said. Um, just this whole episode is like made me aware of just how I was not super passionate about being in the word Mm -hmm. and all these different things and the different seasons I've had and um, how God's working through that and just his truth and what he says about needing to be in his word and communion with him but that's good so commitment it's a daily commitment Um, commit yourself daily to reading it trying to understand and apply it um, I'm trying to remember this one acronym for reading it, but it's like, um, how to apply it. What do you observe about it? Um, what to apply and pray about it. There's like so, so many different, it's, well, there's that one, but oh. I'm thinking about something 
different oh, never they're mind. all <laughs> so much alike and I yeah. it's good because it's it should all be yeah. somewhat similar and everything but yeah there's different ways to go about it and trying to understand it and it goes back to what we were saying about different learning styles do what speaks out to you what the holy spirit is speaking to you through the word mm-hmm. and is helping you understand it yeah um so just try and commit daily it's something that you have to i mean if you think about running you are never going to be a good runner if you only run like two or three days a week But if you're committing to running every single day, then Mm -hmm. you will become a good runner. And you just have to keep doing it every single day to build up that endurance. And they talk about that in Ephesians and 1 Thessalonians. And um, so doing it daily, make it consistent. That is so consistency is so important. But don't get too hard on yourself when you're not consistent about it, because God is glad to be spending any kind of time he can with you. Yep. Nobody, oh, this is a quote from Charles Spurgeon I love. Nobody ever outgrows scripture. The book widens and deepens with our years. So so as we, right, like as we keep reading it, this, it makes me so excited to think that there's so much more to learn in the Bible and so Mm -hmm. much more to learn about God. Like he's so vast that we're never going to learn everything. Mm -hmm. And we have our whole lives to just keep studying him and experiencing him in so many different ways. And so. I think that's so encouraging. I know some people can kind of get stuck in that and think, um, oh, I need to know everything about him right now or it doesn't make sense and yeah. I'm not going to have faith and I don't believe in him. It's like, no, that's the point. Like you need to choose to have faith, yeah. choose consistency in his word and slowly getting to know him and allow him to reveal things to you. And um, yeah, our, he's going to sanctify us throughout our whole lifetime. Yeah. So, um, Yep. And like Sky was saying, reading is going to take discipline. Yeah. Everyday discipline. Make it a part of your routine. Um, don't make it just something that you check off because you're checking it off the list, but because you're wanting to spend time with the Lord and getting to know him and yeah. um because you need that kind of discipline. And with discipline, something that God kinda hit me with is um if you're not disciplined in reading your Bible, then how likely are you to be disciplined in other areas of your life? So exactly. that could be literally anything. Like I remember in high school, like I was not disciplined in doing homework. Like I got to wait to the very last minute, but that mm-hmm. poured into every other area of my life. Cause that was the one area that I needed to be disciplined most because it was my academics. Like that mm-hmm. is like what you're supposed to be disciplined in most. Right. So then I remember that I was so messy in other areas of my life that everything just didn't make sense. So I feel like as a young adult, like whether you're in school or not, like, your number one area should be in your word. Mm -hmm. If you are a Christian, then that is what you're called to do. So if you can't commit and discipline yourself to read your word, then you most likely can't commit or discipline yourself to living a life of the Lord. Yeah. And that affected me so much because whenever God showed me that, I felt very, very humbled because if you're not feeding, I, we talked about this at YA a little bit on um, Thursday and it really hit me he said um, wisdom can only go so far and you can't grow if your wisdom's not growing then you can still be a wise person but what's the point of old wisdom you know mm-hmm. what I mean if you've already shared all the wisdom you know then like and there's nothing else then you're yeah. kind of no longer wise mm-hmm. so that kind of affected me because I feel the same way like with God's word because um, it's really easy like oh I grew up in church I remember those bible stories I know that stuff but if I'm not seeking more and digging in more then I'm not actually growing spiritually. And I think yeah. that that's a big problem for a lot of Christians, including myself, including you, including literally everyone. It's so much easier to walk the walk than talk the talk. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to get in, you know, a system 
of mm-hmm. reading the Bible. And then, you know, but it's easy to say or just not talk about it. Like I go to life group. I'm like, yeah, you know, everything's going great in my life. Blah, blah, blah. Have you read your Bible? Oh, yeah, I've read my Bible. Mm-hmm. I read the verse of the Last day. Week. <laughs> <laughs> I read the verse of the day on my Bible app, you know. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. it's so I even easy. highlighted it on yeah, my app. You oh. know, I looked oh. through one of my memorized verses, you know. <laughs> but it's so much easier to do that because who knows except for you. It's yeah. something that you can cover up and you can hide. But I want to encourage you guys not to do that. And I want to encourage you guys that God wants you to read it because – and other people can see it, too. If you're slowly fading and you're slowly getting burned out and you're slowly, like, not talking about Jesus as much as you used to and you're slow, people can see it, too. They can see your fire going out, but God can mm-hmm. reignite your fire. And I, I think, don't want you guys to fear that either. Yeah, no. I think we so often forget how much we need to sacrifice, like, mm-hmm. how much we should sacrifice for yeah. the sake of the kingdom and for our, the sake of our relationship with mm-hmm. God. Because he sa- sacrificed his one son. Yep. Um, he That's sacrificed good. his own life. And seeing the example that he set, Jesus did, in talking to his father and spending time with him, like, he sacrificed his time and sleep. Like, he was yeah. providing so many miracles throughout the day so much work he was walking everywhere probably barely eating probably Mm -hmm. hadn't bathed in so long or whatever it was like um sleeping on the ground like him and the disciples but he would still get up early and go off to a place to be alone with his father Mm. and it's like are you willing to get up an extra 15 minutes early to spend time with your father like Jesus did like if Mm. I think Jesus showing us that example shows how important that is because if we're going to be studying Jesus's life and know that okay this is this is our example of how we should be living our Christian life like we need to be taking that into account too and sacrifice our time sacrifice our sleep or whatever it is that's getting in the way between you spending time with the Lord in his word yeah definitely that's good No, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, you wrote this next part. Go ahead. Uh, oh, yeah. So I forgot. Okay. <laughs> she said, so, I forgot I said that. <laughs> so reading God's word can only do good in your life. Um, it's not, it. it's life. Like the word is life. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to bring about death for no, you. No, like, for real. The gospel is offensive because it's pointing out the sin in your life mm-hmm. and how sinful you are, but it's going to bring you life. So here are some scriptures that show us the importance of studying and memorizing God's holy word. Like um, when w- I was doing research for this, I was like, well, we have to have scripture to back everything up. We have that to have we're scripture saying. to back up scripture. Exactly. <laughs> like scripture to points out the reason why we should be in it. Mm-hmm. So 2 Timothy 3.16 says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Mm, Matthew okay. 24, 35, heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. How mm. comforting is that? No, like yeah. He's made them last for forever. So his word, we know just from by those two pieces of scripture that they're everlasting and fulfilling. Yeah. And I think that is just so beautiful. Um, and I just love seeing God's intentionality and just those little things. And that's literally, guys, that's two 
verses out of 66 books. Yes. And you're not going to find anything, like Skylar said, that is going to contradict what those say. Yes. And, but for the sake of time, I'm just going to share those <laughs> two because I had yeah. so many pieces of scripture. Bree had like two pages of scripture. I was Seriously? like, I love the heart. I love it. I even had the reason for like each verse or whatever. Yeah. But if you want that list, just DM us and I will send it, send <laughs> it to you. She will send it to you. I will. But I think it's really comforting. So Matthew 24, 35, like every time I hear that, I, I hear a lot of people like on the street or like who aren't Christians who are like, but the Bible's so old we've outgrown it or no. like it doesn't apply to today. But literally it says heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. Mm-hmm. There were like he wrote the Bible, like the Holy Spirit wrote the Bible or helped write the Bible so that it could stay true forever. And mm-hmm. I just think that's so beautiful because we still are taking verses like right now. We just took those verses and applied them to our life right now. Yeah. So I just think that that's beautiful. And there's so much to dig in on yeah. just those two verses, too. Exactly. So. But it will never hurt you to read God's word. It will only bring you closer in relationship with your heavenly father. Mm-hmm. The worst it'll do is take away time from things who didn't need your time in the first place. Yeah. And that's really hurtful because sometimes I just want to lay down and watch a movie. Sometimes I want to sleep. And mm-hmm. <laughs> But know? this earth is going to pass away. Yeah. You, get, you know who's not? The Lord. Yeah. Our your father. eternity is worth it. Mm-hmm. I Yesterday at Life Group, one of my girls said, um, she was like, my brother's going skydiving, whatever. And she was like, do you have your eternal insurance and I was like what does that mean <laughs> and then I was like that is so funny I love yeah that. she was like so I prayed over him I was like good yeah he needed that insurance <laughs> I just thought that was so funny but oh that applies here too because the world is going to pass away and you need yeah. that eternity you know the word reading it is so worth it so yeah that reminds me sorry no, but it reminds me of something um JP says Jonathan Pakuda and this is how he like starts conversations to evangelize and everything and he asks somebody okay on a scale of one to 10 how sure are you that you are going to yes. go to heaven after you die yes. and they'll answer and he'll be like okay why did you give that response like mm-hmm. why is it a three why is it a 10 like it should it should be a 10 right it should always be a 10 if you're a believer it should be a 10 right like you believe that and um that I mean that assurance that yeah. that insurance like we need to know those things <laughs> I just think that's so funny yeah. I'm gonna start saying that's that great. did you bring your eternal insurance um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways guys just remember that it's a relationship not a religion yeah reading God's word shouldn't be something that you feel like you're forced to do and if and if you do feel that way I feel like we've given a lot of good ways to kind of not get over that but kind of mm-hmm. get through that because every Christian is going to go through a time where reading the Bible is the last thing they want to do but it's most important that even during those times you continue to do it. And once again, preaching to the choir, I'm preaching to myself. Mm-hmm. So um, thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. We actually really enjoyed making this because at first, yeah. whenever this topic came up, I was like, I know this topic affects a lot of people, but I don't really know what we're going to talk about. And God gave us a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. So I just think that that's really cool. So thank you guys so much for listening. You could follow us on Instagram at yeah Girl Podcast, and then click the link in our bio to ask questions. One of these questions actually stemmed, um, or this topic actually stemmed from a question that someone has asked us. So if you guys want um, to ask us a question, we would love to talk about it. We'll either answer it in one of our podcasts or maybe the whole podcast will be about it. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we have a bunch of podcasts that we've put out recently. Um, I think we, we're tra- going through how many we'll be at whenever this one comes out. And I think we're at like 10. Yeah. And that's crazy. I think that this we've one's coming out, what, 
will it be October? I don't know. I can't do the math. But it's June right now. (laughs) Watch it be like July and they're like, what? What? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anyways, guys, if you guys want to go listen to more podcasts, please do. Please give us a rating. We love making these for you guys. Mm -hmm. Obviously, like this is so God inspired and without him, we would not be able to do this. So thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you next month. Bye. Bye.